Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most informational, educational, and entertaining podcast for auto detailers. Welcome to the community. So fun to share this episode with you as it is the first ever IDA podcast. Got the opportunity to host this with Bob Phillips and Ian Rommelkamp. And uh, wow, what a great time to launch their first ever IDA podcast. Super excited about where we go uh, as an industry, where we go as an association, and uh, how we learn from the past. It's going to be a fun journey. I hope you enjoy. Hi, welcome to the first IDA podcast in conjunction with the Pints of Polishing podcast with Auto Fiber and with PNS Detail Products. So excited to be doing this, guys. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we are going to be journeying together through the past, the present, and what's to come of the IDA, the International Detailing Association. By looking back at the past, we get to see, well, why did the IDA form? What was the reason for it? Was there problems that they were solving? Was there past people that had messed up? Different associations. I think that's some of the rumors I've heard, which I know, Ian, when we chatted, we're super excited about learning about more of really what the IDA was. And then, you know, we've heard that there were some times where they struggled. So what was the struggles like? How did they overcome them? We want to then journey into, well, what are all the struggles today that, uh, well, we as all as operators, as detailers and a part of the association, we all have different things that we've got to work through. And so there's a whole crew of people. There's Ian sits on a board. Bob, you've been very active in different boards and groups. So we want to have different people on to share about all the different things that they're coming up with and how they are doing all their work. We want to finish throughout the, this uh, series as we go and have the president come on and show us about what's going to happen with the future of the IDA and where he shows and sees us going. Would love then to have the next president come on and share some of his ideas too. So super excited to do this with you guys. Uh, let's introduce ourselves. Hi, my name is Marshall. I'm with Total Auto Solutions and the Pines of Polishing Podcast. You can find us on most platforms at Total Auto Solutions, or if you're on TikTok and uh, the new one Clubhouse, you can find us at Detail Supply App. Best way to get in touch, though, is 918-800-1188. Join with Ian from Auto Fiber. Ian is also uh, on Clubhouse, and you can find him at Auto Fiber. Super excited about that new platform evolving. Uh, but most platforms, right, Auto Fiber. And the best way to get in touch with you is Ian at autofiber.com. And uh, the legend, Bob Phillips, man, super excited to, uh, to get to walk through this with you. Couldn't think of anybody else that we wanted to journey through with so that you can give us all the information, man. Uh, very excited. You can find Bob at P and S, oh, sorry, PS Details. Ah, fuck, Bob, I messed it up. PS Details <laughs> Supplies. I knew I should have had it written down. Bob uh, at PSSales.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, PS Detail products on all the on all the, the, the channels. But if they want to get in touch with you specifically, Bob at PSSales.com. Yeah, Marcy, you were on the roll, though, dude. I was trying, man. I was trying my best. I was trying my best. All right, so we want to start off with first, uh, Ian, you know, and Bob, and then myself. We'll kind of go around the room and just, you know, what was your first interactions 
with the IDA, you know, the, the first moment. And uh, Ian, I, I, you and I talked about this in a previous episode, so I kind of already know your story. So I was telling Bob about how exciting it is uh, because Bob and I worked with Prentice. Uh, you know, I mean, Bob works regularly with Prentice, but, you know, I got that opportunity to work with, with Bob and Prentice down at the Southwest Car Wash Show. And I think it's awesome that people inside the association reach out to others to come be a part. So, man, tell us your story of your first interactions with uh, the IDA. Yeah, so I, I mean, I've heard of the IDA and everything, and um, I didn't really know much about it. But yeah, at the first time we had a booth at Mobile Tech, man, this was probably, must have been four years ago, um, 2016, maybe. So yeah, Prentice came up to the booth and he said, um, he asked me if what I knew about the IDA, how come I wasn't a member. Um, and then when he told me the price for a supplier, which was like 350 or something at the time, it was just a no brainer um, to join. Um, I had no idea that it was so inexpensive. And uh, so just based on that, I just kind of took a swing at it, you know? Um, and then the net, like later that day, there was the event, the IDA um, annual meeting and it was pretty awesome, right? So it was super exciting. Like it was kind of like a big party. Um, they were giving out awards and eating food and drinking. And it was just a really killer vibe. Um, and they really opened my eyes to it. So I was excited to join. Um, and it also started off a friendship with me and Prentice. So Prentice lives in my neighborhood. Um, oh, in so your same neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, we live oh, in the same neighborhood. Cool. You guys, uh, yeah. actually, aren't you on a you guys on a band together, right? Yeah, yeah, we started playing in a band. That kind of has fallen to the wayside because of the coronavirus. Like singing and playing music in a small room isn't the yeah it best doesn't thing work. to do, <laughs> right? People are just too nervous and scared about it. So, but I think you guys could set up in your garage though, and we had the first IDA garage band. Yeah, right. no, I think that's Let's one of Prentice's big dreams is to create <laughs> an IDA band, which would be awesome, man. Prentice he is a great He does like singer. to be on the mic, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, he's a great singer. He's good on the mic, and I play the bass, so I get to stand in the back and nobody notices me. So. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm, I'm pretty amped on the IDA. Um, I think, you know, it's a volunteer organization. Um, and so what, uh, what happened was, was during the pandemic, um, somebody on the board had to um, resign from their post and DJ nominated me to be a member of the board. And so I'm just kind of dipping my feet in, getting my feet wet and uh, learning how an organization like that works. Um, and it's a good learning experience for me. Like it's almost something I can add to my quote unquote resume. Um, and because, you know, I'm a business owner. Um, I have employees, obviously, but I don't have to work in that type of, it's almost like uh, more like a corporate environment, right? You have to worry about what other people are thinking and um, it's, you have to be a bit more diplomatic. Um, so it's a learning experience for me how to cool. um, work inside of such an organization, even though, it, you know, it doesn't take a lot of time, you know, there's meetings uh, a couple times a month um, and it's all volunteers. So um, 
Oh. Been a good experience so far. Cool. All right, Bob, what was your first uh, interactions with the IDA? So, you know, one of the things you, you mentioned, uh, Marshall, I thought was really key is actually this is the third attempt at an association. So there were two uh, preceding associations, which I was involved with both of those as well, that, you know, just kind of fizzled out. Um, but each time, you know, they were kind of pioneered or started by Bud Abraham. So he's kind of the godfather of the IDA. Um, Bud Abraham, he got inducted into the IDA Hall of Fame last mobile tech when we were all together. Um, and uh, I got involved with the IDA because Bud called me up and said, hey, would you like to put some seed money in? And so, you know, I was always about giving back to the industry. And I said, sure, it wasn't a lot of money. So I think uh, 10 other companies uh, put seed money in just to kind of start, you know, to file papers, make it legal, that type of thing. So we had a little bank account. Um, so companies just, you know, did that because Bud was always looking to uh, bring detailers together because our industry, you know, prior to what we know now, Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff makes that, you know, coming together a lot easier, but, you know, it wasn't easy before and, and detailers, you know, had no voice. So um, I got involved because, you know, Bud asked me to get involved and then the association was actually formed. And then I said, hey, I, you know, I'd like to jump in on the board. So I, I got in on the board early. It wasn't necessarily the first year. I think I was in the second year. And then I served six years on the board. Um, you know, never, never was president. A lot of people think I was president. I was never president of the IDA. Uh, I was actually served under Keith DePlessy as vice president. And then they had asked me to be president. But I said, you know, I think I'm a better soldier in this, you know, environment than I am, you know, a leader. So um, I really enjoyed my stay with the IDA. Met some of the greatest friends I know in the industry through that organization. That's cool. That's cool. For me, uh, similar was an invite uh, from uh, DJ. So he was always going out to SEMA all the time uh, for a couple years that uh, we kind of reconnected. And uh, well, he just finally convinced me to go to SEMA with him. And when we got there, we got to go into this big giant room that had all these detailers in it. And, uh, you know, it was it was a lot smaller than it was the past, right? So SEMA 19 was the last time we all got together and that room was just a buzz, right? I mean, it was like this yeah. fluent conglomerate of just masses moving and intertwining and mixing together. You know, the first one I remember was, you know, everybody was still a bit spaced out. Everybody, you know, it, it was kind of those early for me when I saw as it started to blossom. And then over the next years after that, you could just see the growth, which was really cool. I mean, so my interactions at first were were just meeting people and meeting. I mean, the first the first Mobile Tech Expo that the IDA board went to, I think we had twenty people in the room at our business meeting, and uh, and then you you know you, everybody knows the last couple of years how much that has changed. Yeah. And the IDA really you know uh, they recognized quickly or you know that Mobile Tech was Kevin and his team you know they embraced the IDA. And we needed a spot because, you know, SEMA was too big to create a spot, right? You can't, it's too, too much going on. So mobile tech was a great place to uh, create a spot. And so, you know, we were able to, you know, influence the industry and engage a lot of the detailers and, and really help mobile tech expo grow beyond what it already was. I mean, it was obviously the PDR, it was a huge show, but it really didn't have a lot of the detailers there. So the IDA really kind of helped that along. 
Yeah. And so then that's when I joined into the IDA. So my first interaction was at SEMA, but then, you know, as, as I was like, okay, this is super cool. What is this? You know, DJ's like, well, you know, here's, you know, you, this is what you walk through, you do your membership and then, Hey, you're going to come out to mobile tech and Hey, there you can get your certification. So uh, that's when I jumped in and joined was, was at mobile tech. So I could walk out and get certified Bob, I mean, I, I tell the story on a funny note, but of course I was super nervous, right? Super nervous to walk out the day of SV and I have on flip-flops because I'm out there just, you know, it's Oklahoma and- You're in Orlando, baby. Yeah, right, I'm in I'm in Oklahoma, but then I go to Orlando, like, and it's January. So I'm in, you know, I'm in flip-flops and shorts. I'm loving it. And my first proctor is, uh, well, it's Mike. And uh, <laughs> it's like, uh, Wait, you're the guy from Auto Geek, right? Like, oh, uh oh, uh like, and I, I like, and he asked questions that I had no idea, and I, I missed stuff like a fender lip, you know, which we joke about. But I mean, there was some like I missed a part of, uh, uh, was it uh, uh, aluminum wheels? Like, how do you know whether polished or unpolished, right? And I was like, right. hey, listen, Mike, uh, I just I don't mean to say this weird, but I'm from Oklahoma. I, I don't know that I've ever seen an aluminum wheel. I mean, inside car washing, inside mobile detailing, all that. I just, I said, Mike, I apologize. I don't know. And, and it almost failed me, right? He had to call you over and he was like, Hey, what, what's our number here? And I was like, Oh shit, I'm going to fail on the first one. Like it was super nervous, but it was a lot of fun. And that's, that's when I joined in, uh, was at mobile tech. Uh, and you're right. I mean, uh, the, the amount of connections that happen at mobile tech, especially with you guys and what, uh, the association, what we all do is, is, is no doubt really impressive for the industry. Um, yeah. and as we continue to move forward, we hope that that continues to grow, right? I mean, it should. Yeah, I mean, you know, this was a this was a tough year, right? It was. I mean, it was a tough year because we usually get together and all hug and figure out how great we are, right? And then, but this year we're kind of like removed from each other, so you know, people kind of forget, you know, how I know there's so many cool people in this industry that you know everybody just the majority of the people it's like you know 95 percent of the people they all want to give back, they all want to participate, they all want to help. Um, you know, they get a little sour during COVID times, but that's, that's normal, but you know, yeah, that's the engagement. So Bob, you mentioned it just a second ago, but can we dive in a little bit deeper on, you know, those early conversations with Bud and, you know, why he created the association, you know, what, why did the other ones fail that, you know, you were a part of, can we, can we go back through that for a moment? Like what was the first one? Do you remember? Uh, yeah, it was actually, I think I was 30 years old. So I'll give you an idea. That was uh, 29 years ago. <laughs> so I think I was 30 and uh, it was the first board meeting was held in Chicago. Bob, I, I just, yeah. I'm sorry. I don't, even though, so 59? 59, yeah. Wow, impressive. Uh, Rennie is right. Still the best looking man in the auto detailing industry, no doubt. All Rennie right, is definitely let's, right let's just get that. off that topic. Rennie's full of shit. But anyway, <laughs> but uh, so, no, I, I love Rennie, obviously. He knows that. Obviously. But, no, um, <laughs> No, so, you know, and I think I was 30 and it went on for a while, but you know, it, so the, I think the key thing that makes the IDA different is the management group, uh, Cheryl and her team, you know, they keep, they, they keep everybody on point yeah. and that really helps. I think, you know, without delving into what the other association, it was just lack of structure. So, you know, and, and it really kind of became the Bud Abraham show, which a lot of the people knocked Bud for, but he just kept hanging in there because he just wanted to see this thing succeed. So, it wasn't, so what was his role? Yeah. I mean, you said he created, but then what did Bud, I don't really know anything about Bud. What, what else did he so, do? 
Uh, Bud, he was a you know pretty much an icon in the uh, in the car wash industry and owned a company called Detail Plus. And he's, you know, they, they sell, you know, dispensing equipment and stuff like that. And for years and years and years, Bud was on the board of the ICA, WCA, but he, but he was always pushing detailing. He always saw detailing as a very, very important component of the car wash industry. And so he kept it front front and center. And so, you know, he was the one that was banging the drum when nobody was, and he just kept doing it. And I I remember hearing operators say, I'm tired of hearing the Bud Abraham show. And I go, you know, I think Bud would love to get out of the way if someone would take over. But, you know, nobody really was. And it wasn't like he was president all the time. He was just kind of the, the engine that kept it going, so to speak. So how long did and those then, last before they failed? I want to say like four or five years. And then the second one was probably a little bit longer than that, eight or nine years. And then I think the, the ICA actually bought them out, which basically kind of killed it, right? Um, so then, you know, when the, when the IDA formed, um, you know, it was, it was tough in the early going, you know. Uh, financially, it's hard to make an association go. Yeah. You know, if you have no members and you're only collecting $100 a, a, a year, you know, how, how, how much money can you generate? And then you've yeah. got a management association that, you know, helps run the association and they're billing up billable hours. And, you know, we really owe a debt of gratitude to Cheryl and her team because they carried the debt of the IDA for, I want to say like four or five years, a long okay, time. So, so explain that. Cause I don't think people know. And you know, I want to, I'll ask them, you know, who is the management company? Let's get into that. Cause yeah. I don't think people understand that there is right. That we'll go into the, you know, the, the groups and stuff, but then that there's yeah. a company that really does run that backbones to help keep it going. So uh, let's, let's go back to the very first. So the, the IDA created, Bud approaches you to pitch in to help. Yeah. And then, and then there were, there were, you know, then there was the board, the board was formed. Okay. And then the first objective of the board was to find a management group that could help. Because they had learned their lesson from the previous ones failing that they knew that they couldn't. And that's what I'm saying. The problem solving part, I I figured there was something there that you guys got together and tried to figure out, okay, if these failed, why did they fail? And then, you know, what would be the answer? Yeah. And, and the stroke of luck was we found Cheryl, you know, that we had two, I think we had two companies, three companies, you know, uh, pitching for the business, but we just, you know, immediately saw that Cheryl was kind of the right fit. Um, and we, she came out to the board meeting in, in Vegas and presented and what then the board this? authorized her. Huh? What year was this? Oh my gosh. I don't know. 12 years ago, 13 years ago, something like that. A long time right. ago. It's 2021. Yeah. So yeah. Two eight, two eight, two nine, something like okay. that, right? Oh eight, oh nine, somewhere through there. Yeah. Okay. Somewhere in there, and um, so she presented in Vegas, and then we we hired her as an, uh, the management group, and then you know we had a limited amount of money, and so then you know we were so she, her team, even though they were very affordable and being very frugal with us, it doesn't take long to ring up a bill. Oh, no, yeah. No, and so you know we we got to the point where after four or five years we had a significant amount of debt. And actually, we got, kind of got to a point about the fifth year in where she was carrying the debt, and but we weren't going in the hole anymore. At least we were treading water. But the the board, you know, did not like owing anybody any money. Uh-uh. And so, you know, that's when Keith actually Keith and uh, Rick Goldstein pioneered the Founders Club. That's cool. And the Founders Club was really companies that were willing to invest, write a big check to the IDA to pay off that debt. So then the IDA could move forward. So, awesome. you know, the Founders Club really was a group of companies that really bailed the IDA out to help the industry. 
Yeah. yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so who are those? Do we know? Oh my gosh. Uh, don't quiz me on that. Um, you know, it's it's uh, Rupes, uh, Flex, PNS, Malco. Uh, oh my gosh, Auto Geek. I mean, you know, there's a big list. There's, I think, you know, Keith. That's why I actually suggested that Keith get on the call because I mentioned to Ian that, um, you know, Keith's the one that remembers everything, right? Okay, let's have Keith on next week, and we'll yeah, go yeah. through all. So, that. I mean, yeah, he knows he knows all, but yeah, the Founders Club is probably twenty companies strong now. And if Keith's watching, I'm sure he's like rolling over going, yeah, Bob, yeah, how yeah. come you don't know the exact He's probably number? texting you like, hey, da, 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 da. Yeah, he, he probably is. Come on, dude. But anyway, so yeah. But yeah, so the Founders Club really bailed the IDA out. And then um, and then we had some capital that we could actually operate on and the, you know, was to move forward. And really we owe, you know, Keith a huge debt of gratitude because he was the one that really, I mean, there was an idea and then Keith ran with it. And then, you know, his goal or, you know, I think our goal collectively was when we got off the board, we wanted there to be a good chunk of cash in the association so that they could function. Yeah. And so course. that was, you know, really what we wanted to leave behind is, you know, our, our legacy. That's awesome. Ian, when, when you hear then, you know, those early steps, you know, what, what comes to your mind? Any thoughts or questions? No, I mean, it's pretty awesome. Um, it makes me want to spend more of my time kind of helping um, to push everything forward. So uh, definitely cool. it's good to, it's good to hear that story. Like I didn't know all that. I yeah. kind of, kind of like you, I mean, I just barely knew the history, right? Like bits and pieces about other associations and, but I didn't know the full history. So it's definitely. Um, and you know, Marshall, you know this and, and Ian, you know it. I mean, this is a volunteer gig. I mean, these guys, you know, everything's, I mean, like what really made the IDA special in the first four or five, six years is the board members really understood. Nobody kept score, right? Everybody's on the board, but we all had day jobs. And yeah, you know, we go month, we go from one month to the next meeting and we were supposed to get this done and somebody didn't get that done and nobody got mad at each other. We're like, look, we're just all in this for a common goal to really help uh, you know, bring the industry together. I mean, that was the mission. And, you know, there was a lot of humble guys on there that just, you know, that ran powerful companies, but really just kind of hung together to, to help the industry. And because, uh, you know, in, in the early days, we just took nothing but shots. You know, I mean, details are like, what am I going to get for my hundred bucks? I'm like, really? You're going to, you're going to help the industry. That's only a hundred dollars, right? It's a hundred dollars. Don't get me wrong. But the whole thing is, you know, you participate in associations to, you know, give back and support the industry and to give the industry a, a cause, right? Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, let's end on that. That's a, that's a good one to end on. Uh, and uh, next week, let's see if we can uh, explore then who the founders were and then move into what the founders have done. I think uh, Keith would do a great job of that if we'll reach out. And I'm sure you, you, you probably <laughs> you probably do a better job of that than I, but we'll, we'll go into a group message or something. Let's get everybody together and uh, hop yeah, back I'm sorry on. I stole most of the conversation there. I didn't mean to. No, no, it's good sorry for me. That. I mean, I want to <laughs> feel bad. I'm like, yeah. no, this is what, no, this is exactly what we wanted. No, 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 no. Yeah. This is, that was perfect. That's what we, we want to pick your brain, Bob. That's what we figured. Like we figured you, you would know the answers and that's what we're trying to journey through, you know, trying to, I think it's important for people to learn the way it was right. Yeah. Detailers today and way they're going to have to problem solve moving forward. If, if they don't ever look back and understand why people did it, then well, it's hard to really take a good grasp of why we should take the steps that we take. We, we can all learn from each other, especially 
people that have walked in our ways before, no doubt. So it's, yeah, it's I mean, a journey and a path together. Yeah, and the IDA is doing a great job. And a lot of it's silence and a lot of it is optics. You know, they may not be that visible, but, you know, and it's no different than a company. It's like, you're only good as your last sale, right? The, the idea is, IDA is only good as the current deal they're doing. So one of the things I, you know, a lot of the board meetings have focused on like 10 year anniversary and this celebration and the whole thing. And, and you know, one of the reasons I think that, you know, guys like me got to get out of the way and is because, this needs to be current. The association needs to be looking forward and, and, and addressing the new challenges. So, you know, it's great that IDA members go, well, what's going on for today? Because that's what helps, will help the IDA to remain relevant, just like it helps a company remain relevant. You know, nothing, nothing more, uh, engage, uh, you know, helpful to a company when you lose one of your biggest customers and you lost it because you screwed up and you're like, man, I got to get my act together. Right. So, you know, the IDA is going to be judged in the same way. They got to look forward and, and add, benefit to the industry and value to their members. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Yeah, so. for sure. I think that's part of the reason why I think I can be helpful because um, I'm always looking to the future. And I really do think that the, um, you know, the network effect of the IDA can be really powerful, not only for my company and companies like Bob's, but for all detailers. Right. So I think that there's the potential to create like mutually beneficial positive feedback loop that's just driving the industry, all of our supplier businesses, all of the member detailers together. Um, and really the future is all about building networks, right? That's why social media and networking is taking off. Um, and we really do need that for the little detailing industry. Cool. Yeah, don't forget. I mean, many detailers go to SEMA, and this is one of the favorite things I tell. And detailers, I love SEMA. I love SEMA. So remember, when you register for SEMA and they don't have a box to check off for a detailer as a profession, think about that. That needs to change, right? And the IDA and a large group of detailers can band together to make that happen. And it always frustrates me. We go thousands and thousands of detailers go to SEMA, and they all love it. But you know what, when we go, when they go to ask you what you do, there's no checkoff box for detailer. That's crazy. Yep. Yeah. And moving into the future, I think there needs to be an association that can go to bat for detailers, you know, you know, when got with government regulations and there needs to be like an advocacy group for the industry. And I think the IDA can evolve into that type of organization. I look forward to yep. continuing the journey, awesome, guys. guys. Yeah, we'll see you next Thanks, week. Thanks, Marshall. Yeah, thank, Ian, you. thank you guys. Thanks for your yeah, time. Yeah, bye-bye. Episode over. Leave us a review and we will see you on the Community Pub Wednesday nights at 730 Central. The Zoom meeting ID is 918-800-1188. That's the Community Pub Wednesday nights, 730 Central. The Zoom meeting ID is 918-800-1188. Grab a pint and enjoy. Thank you.